With LA Night Jam 2022 just days away, we get to talk to world overall champion and one of the favorite competitors in this event, Sasha Denyaskaya. We talk to her next. The expressed views of the guests on this podcast are theirs alone and not necessarily endorsed by the host, TWBC, or any associated sponsor. Conversations that are robust yet balanced, on point and to the point. You are listening to The Talk of Tournament Water Skiing. This is the TWBC Podcast. And now, here's your host, Tony Lightfoot. Well, greetings one and all. My name is the aforementioned Tony Lightfoot, and this is the latest edition of the TWBC Podcast. And uh, with uh, LA Night Jam just a few days away from uh, from getting underway with some of the world's uh, top women and uh, men's jumpers uh, from, from across the planet, we get to talk uh, to one of them whose, uh, whose accomplishments in the sport have been many, and she holds the distinction of being the current world overall women's champion. This is Sasha Danyaskaya. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad not too bad so uh sasha a lot a lot has happened uh, since the last time we talked uh, towards the end of a last season after the uh, after the mastercraft uh, uh, pro oh, yeah. and yeah yeah you remember that conversation it was yeah. very it was very very light-hearted and uh, focused in in upon your achievements with the world overall championship but this year few months on a lot has changed and a lot of it has to do with things that you can't necessarily control yeah so yeah i had to switch federations yeah kind of got banned from skiing so yeah a lot of stuff happening and i mean it's all due to the war of russia in ukraine and i mean a lot of stuff happened since march and like february march yeah yeah so i mean this all started around about the end of february when uh, when russia has uh, uh you know you know invaded ukraine uh, obviously our, our hearts and sympathies goes out to all the people that are currently suffering under under that uh, under that deal right now but i mean closer to home i mean you're fr- you're originally from minsk in belarus okay yes. so so why why did it have i mean I mean, f- mean for those that aren't that well versed on geopolitics, why did that have such a dramatic effect upon you being from Belarus? So we are right between Russia and Ukraine. So all the troops are kind of staged in Belarus and attacking from the Belarus side. So um, that's why we are under the ban. And um, we have the last dictatorship so our president is not legitimate and uh, we had the president election 2020 when they got rigged and people were protesting and this is alexander lukashenko we're talking about yeah yeah? absolutely so yeah and even european union recognizes that our president is not legitimate but because he is siding with russia and like letting them use our countries like and like a proxy exactly so we all get banned yeah Okay, so that okay, so the situation was the 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 the, I, the IOC and all of the uh, all of the world federations that are affiliated with it, including Waterskin, by the way. It, it, it is it is a member of the IOC for for better or for worse. They they rec- they recommended recommended that the that that the federations impose a ban upon belarusian and russian athletes but it was only only a recommendation so the yeah. iwwf went straight ahead and just went Bang. blanket blanket banned <laughs> for, uh, for for belarus and out of all the sports that belarus excels at water skiing has to has yeah. to suffer in that vein yeah absolutely i mean like 
Yeah, we excel, but water skiing is not a big Olympic kind of sport. And like, we are pretty small, so we excel, but yeah, we have like five, six people in the top skiers, but like, it's not like we have thousands of people or like not even thousands, like hundreds of people who are like, I don't think we even known, you know? So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, you could say that for water skiing pretty much everywhere. Exactly. I mean, Belarus prob- probably uh, in that in that same packet. But let let's let's go through the whole uh, through the whole working process of actually getting you back onto water and skiing, not necessarily for Belarus, but under a white flag that yeah. the IWWF were rather reluctant to make available to you, first of all. So, yeah. Uh, so, this whole band kind of happened a few days before uh, Mumba Master. So, I was getting ready to compete there, um, skiing, everything. So, the band happened like four or five days before the flights, right? So, uh, I mean, yeah, a little bit stressful. And, I mean, I understand where they're coming from. Originally, I thought I understood. Um, Did so you get any money back from that flight? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Hopefully, God. it got all refunded. So it's, yes. it's not. It's not the, the like money and all the stuff. It's not the issue in this kind of thing when you're talking about war and like initial reaction of the people. Because like my mom is Ukrainian. We have a bunch of like uh, relatives stuck in there and like fighting. Like I've been to Ukraine all my life. Like so, money and all the stuff is not the biggest issue. My issue is like how the whole situation was handled with the IWWF, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, Olympic Committee issues a recommendation of like not letting Belarusians and Russians compete. Um, first, it was the disabled Olympic Games, right? So first, they, like some, I believe some of the events had happened and then they like backtracked and uh-huh. completely disqualified. But other uh, federations allowed uh, competitors to ski under the white flag as long as it wasn't the team sport or like. As long as you okay with being not associated with the federation, it's a bit like, bit like the Olympic Games with the Russians. You know, they did like the ROC type deal yeah. during the Winter Olympic Games. It, it's very similar to how that works. Yeah. So, and I mean, I have been living in the US since 2014, and like I, I practically ski here all year round. And um, so you've established eight years of residency at least. Yeah. Yeah. So um, going back to. Mumba, right? Mm, yeah. So as soon as that happened, um, reached out and asked, like, is there like is there a way to ski under white flag? Um, is there any options to like? Because I, as I said, like we have a dictatorship back home, and like my family and I were like going to protests and stuff, and like y- y- the stuff is crazy right now. Become like if you have a red hair, you can get taken to jail. If you wear like white wristband, you can take him to jail. Like. My teammate, like Spak Stepan, he was wearing white and red socks on the podium. We all got like calls and texts like, about like, that's not acceptable what? behavior. Yeah, like uh, all stuff like that. Like when the whole team is not singing national anthem at the European Championships after winning, you know something is going on. Like we openly talk about it, right? Right. Um, other teammates, like we all have like some symbolic stuff, and like I posted a. Uh, Ukrainian flag on my Facebook avatar and I got yeah. texts from home and calls because like people actually scared like my parents were scared that like they will get fines or they will get like some kind of trouble so 
how does the, how does the Belarusian Water Ski Federation how, how how does that how is that dealing with all of this? Are they trying to side with the with with the government, or are they siding with the skiers, or what? Well, everybody pretty much siding with government because a lot of people depending on it. People are scared. People stay quiet because when you don't really have like other incomes, or um, I mean bunch of my friends been to jail so it's a normal thing now to get taken to jail for protesting like it's, it's scary um, and now all the teams all the like national teams or Olympic committees have a proper position called captain so if you have something to say against your uh, politicians or like something you get reported so it's like cold war <laughs> situation so I mean that's how people feel oppressed that's not proper democracy right so like no. if you go to protest you it's not guaranteed that you'll go home or like come back or like if you come back if you will like not get beat up or something like that you know and people mm. have been still protesting for two years like, wow and it's so, like so uh, so I mean this 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 Russian invasion of Ukraine, I mean, um, I mean, I know enough about geopolitics, but I mean, I'm just trying to appeal to those that are still trying yeah, yeah. to catch up on this, you know, was just was barely the tip of the iceberg because this kind of stuff has been going on, according to you, yeah. for at least a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, there is even, like, a saying that, like, Belarus and Russia, are, like, is the same TV show we're on the season five the, or on the season three, you know, like, it's <laughs> same stuff that they just have. Like, it's normal to go on the street and see, like, white vans with, like, all the policemen and stuff, like, SWAT, basically being ready to, like, put down any thing, like, stuff. So it's, like, now it sounds weird and, like, but we're used to it now. Like, we kind of went through all these emotions of being scared. Now it's You're like, used no. to that level of oppression. Exactly, yeah. So it's almost like, uh, when I went home for New Year's and, like, I used to go home for like January off season. Like it's normal that you don't have internet on Sundays, so people cannot coordinate a protest. Like you don't have internet from like 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. anywhere, or like, fun- like now it sounds crazy, but that's that's a norm. So now with all the sanctions and stuff that like we have happening against it, and I'm not talking about sport, right? I'm just, talking about everything. Just day to day. Yeah, exactly. So. I understand where they're coming from. Like, if people stand up and unite and kind of go against their government, something will happen. Well, it possibly could happen if it was real democracy. Like, when people have been, like, raising up and speaking up for two years and getting beat up and nothing is changing, and people still going, and not, but now, on top of that, they're gain, getting, like, sanctions and, like, s- like, more pressure. A lot of people who were willing to risk something now just going back and just trying to survive you know yeah so that's kind of the sad part that like that was initial reaction and i understand what like why not even like sports related why people would like put sanctions on like russia and belarus trying to say like well all the people stand up and against your government but it would work in real democracy but nobody cares about people you know? Yeah, I mean, you only have to go back in history, like sixty, like seventy years, you know, in like Central Europe, you know, to to find to find some kind of ca- parallels. I mean, wouldn't you would would you agree with, with yeah, that? Yeah, I mean, and again, Belarus, for people who don't know, like really small country, it's like nine, ten million people, right? And uh, even even if you consider like a big athlete or whatever, your voice is not really heard because it's like really small percentage of people who can like follow you or like make a difference if that makes sense a lot of people live to survive mm-hmm. so 
Um, that that's no existence, is it really? Exactly. And I mean, people dealing with oppression and all the stuff. So, like when all the ban happened, and like uh, I've been up, like I talked to a bunch of the judges because I try like go to the tournaments and stuff. So they knew what's happening in Belarus, right? So it wasn't like out of nowhere, right? And I know I've been like in US for a long time, so I was like, well, I'm not siding with like Belarus in this regard. Like I'm okay to like I don't support Russia in the war, like. It's yeah. it's not my belief, right? So uh, I was asking, like, is there a way to, like, scan their white flag? And organizers of Mumba were willing to, like, basically run me as a C-class and, like, don't get scores and ranking, just, like, go compete and, like, maybe, like, tell what's happening, be under white flag. Like, they said pretty much no because they, they're they saying they're making a statement and they, like, they believe that will make a difference. Right, mm. so that was the response, and uh, I'm okay with that. But it was hurting the wrong people, wasn't it? I'm, I'm not even like okay, okay. It's hurting people. It's not nothing compared to the war, right? Of course. So my my understanding was like okay, they're trying to make a difference, and we're talking about IWWF. They have yeah. Instagram, they have website, they have all the platforms, and there was no single link posted about like this is how you can donate. This is Ukrainian skiers needing shelter or like staying somewhere at home. Like, you know, when your federation, like that represents you, like IWWF says like, we believe we're gonna make a difference. You think like, well, I'm okay with being banned as long as something productive is being done, you know? Yeah. Like if they can donate something, if they not, okay, maybe not donate, but like keep posting, keep sharing links. Like Danilo Felchenko was doing a great job and still doing an amazing job of like raising money. Like Matteo Lazzari was posting, like raising a lot of money. Like yes. I can do it as publicly because I still have all my family there and like I am still in process of getting some of like I have three brothers, one got to Japan, I'm trying to bring another brother in. Like we still were like donating and doing stuff quietly but like they have a huge platform right yes have anybody reached to you to like hey can we speak can we like make something you know yeah so, I, mean, I mean i mean i had to personally reach out myself to jose antonio perez briego for his statement exactly. on on it and i mean at, at the time that i spoke to him the ban was in place now a few weeks afterwards then came the opportunity for the white flag to exactly yeah and it's not like so i talked to his antonio like and other people and i mean they call it in his interview he said like well if people if this this ban is not against the skiers right yes and there is a protocol in place that if you don't stand with your federation you can switch well this protocol says that like you have to have a passport citizenship or be a resident of other country for five years so how many people can say they have passport or been a resident of other country for five years? You, Hannah, maybe, uh, well, Natalia to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, but like I'm saying, what about all the kids, right? Yeah, exactly, for the up-and-comers, so, up yeah. Exactly, so their parents, most of them like going and protesting, right? They're, t they're not supporting it. And like, I, I, again, I understand what's like happening and stuff, but past that point, like... If you don't support your government, there is no way out. And I'm okay with being banned if there is like some kind of positive change happening. But they only posted about the ban, and I haven't heard anything productive being done. You know? Yeah, I mean, because, I mean, it sounds like that the IWWF 
at the time were imposing the ban to try and to try and keep their face with Olympic with the committee. IOC yeah. with the uh, with the Olympic Committee, you know, to be exactly. in lockstep with, lockstep with them and a bunch of other countries. But there were some other sports, and I explained this to uh, to Jose Antonio that there was like, the badminton and table tennis and the, like that offer big that tennis, yeah, like judo, like some there is a bunch of like more like F one all the other like so other federations do handle this situation so they enforce the ban but they can find a way out of like well how to make it not necessarily fair but like there is some sort of ban in place but there is a way for people to ski uh, under white flag if they choose to or like if they qualify or something right and uh, once when I heard the interview with Jose Antonio he says like well this ban is not against the skiers right and there is a procedure in place Mm -hmm. well this procedure doesn't really give away while out and like uh, i saw some judges and and, like i went to masters and stuff everybody's like saying like oh i'm so happy you can ski uh we're so uh against this ban like i don't know how long it took them to decide to Mm. just it's like cancel culture culture, you know like just ban and like they created another problem instead of creating some kind of solution yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just putting a band-aid on, on, on the current situation, I would say. And I mean, now that like me and Hannah switched, right? Right. Um, then other skiers like Igor, right, left, but they don't even like go back and like check on the situation. They kind of, nobody even noticed that, I would say, that like n- not a lot of people even know about this band. Mm. So it didn't like really make an impact right yeah and uh, right now everybody's just quiet because it's not inconvenience like anyone else because Hannah and I found a way to go and ski you know okay all right let's fast forward a little bit uh, uh, you mentioned the masters I mean you you got you got got your invite to uh, to compete in that uh, uh, it was it just jump or did you ski in another event as uh, well I tricked as well you tricked as well so remind us of of, of, of how things uh, ter- turned out in that event I, I, I know you, no, you not, tra- not really well <laughs> not, not really well but I mean I mean but given the situation going in that that event and probably not being able to train at like four capacity not knowing what was coming up i mean i don't know i mean i mean you could pro- you could probably you know blame it upon that but i mean it's not about like again life is bigger than skiing and at the moment i'm mainly dealing with like stuff happening at home because like obviously all my family is there and like mm-hmm. as i mentioned like a lot of my family in ukraine and like um it was emotionally tough, but, like, I still kept skiing. So what happened masters mainly on me, like, technical errors and stuff. So, um, yeah, I mean, that the situation between Russia and Ukraine uh, and Belarus, like, Belarus is, like, secluded. We don't have stable enough economy to be self-sufficient, right? Mm-hmm. And Russia right now, with, even with all the sanctions, is, like, the economy is booming, right? Yeah. And Belarus, Belarus got screwed from both ways because now we're, like, trading with Russia is higher price and like with Europe higher price so like even normal groceries like went up the prices like one and a half times like almost two times and like that's tough you know and there is no job so you mainly worry about that stuff and not about skiing if that makes sense yeah absolutely absolutely I mean people gotta live their lives and unfortunately for the people in Belarus you know it's just yeah 
it's just it's it's really it's really really tough so now uh i mean i mentioned the masters i mean briefly i mean you definitely wanted to skip over <laughs> no quick, i mean quick, it's, quick it's okay like i didn't uh, i didn't ski well either in un- understand jump, you so. could go to masterswaterski.com and find out the full results <laughs> for yourself anyway but uh we're now here at la night gem yeah. uh in in uh, ba- just outside baton rouge louisiana mm-hmm. and where the uh, the weather is an absolute pea super out here. I mean, it's like ninety five degrees. The water's about the same temperature. You know, it's if, if not hotter. <laughs> yeah. So, so I mean, how have you been able to uh, to adjust from where you ski in Winter Gardens, uh, the Arza Lake Hancock, to skiing yeah. here? Even though you're basically skiing behind the same boat, because Taylor was kind enough to to bring, bring his his boat. His boat. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean it was good. Like it's a little bit different visual, but we used to ski here a lot when we were in, like in college, because we went in to. ULM, so we used to drive here and ski here a lot. So uh, I feel like the main issue is just like the hot temperature. So, but it's going well. Excellent, yeah. Because I mean, I saw you jump her a few a few minutes ago, and looks like you're uh, you're getting prepared to send it on uh, <laughs> on that Louisiana Saturday night yeah. on the 18th. You know, so I mean, when you when you do train on an, on another side, are there is there a particular checklist, a mental checklist of things that you go through to try and get the get the best of the situation that you that you're currently facing? You know, I mean, kind of kind of kind of give us a sense of what that is step by step. I mean, uh, Bennett's is like man-made lake, perfect setup, right? So it's all for jumping. So there is nothing crazy like weird turns or like bumps or rollers. So mainly thing you can think of is like your technical points and just make everything like picture perfect or like whatever you're working on uh, happen. Because like some some sides where you go, they can be like different setup. Then you kind of work on like how to handle it. Here you don't have anything no obstacles basically everything is ready so just go and jump i noticed that scott ellis is here yeah. uh you, you've been you've been training with him quite a bit on his yeah. site in uh, uh what is it lake tennessee out in Auburndale? Uh i don't know the name of it yeah, i but know it, it is yeah. scott's place yes they, everyone calls it scott's place that's how familiar <laughs> it is with with yeah. a whole bunch of people yeah. but uh, but how but what has his input been like uh, I mean, it's huge. He's mainly like we ski with him a lot. Uh, yeah, I have been skiing with him since like I went to college. So mainly like mental stuff, technical stuff. It's like small things we work on. So it's not like not like major major reconstructive exactly. coaching. It's just exactly. like little spots, like exactly like where you small where thing t- here, small thing there. there. Yeah, and just like stay positive. Like that's what went well. Like that's what we can fix and build up. All right then, and uh, what's Taylor's input been like? And in, and in, in your in uh, I mean a lot like we ski a lot. Uh, we don't really like coaches each other as much. Like if anything, we'd like drive each other. Like I mean, like, just ride or video or something. So no, I mean it's good. We also kind of work over the same keys or mm-hmm. like just. And speaking about work, I mean, uh, when you're not skiing on the water, what 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 kind of what kind of thing do you do? So far as an occupation is concerned, I, I believe it's in the legal field, isn't it? Uh, I mean, I do do like coding for a law firm, and then I tutor on the side, and I help with some websites and small projects like that. Okay, okay. So you keep yourself fairly busy. It would be uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's nice because I can work remotely anytime. Like it, it's nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
looking forward to the remainder of the season uh we, we, we've got this tournament here in mm-hmm. louisiana you know and you're probably you're probably scared a record tournament over in little rock uh, yes, uh, yeah, yes. The, the it's, weekend it's after. always fun yeah okay but, but then then beyond that then it gets then the amount of tournaments that become available start getting a little bit scarce don't they uh i mean again at, I least, have, like, at least so far as a pro tournament is concerned i mean the the fall is pretty busy if i have like Mastercraft Pro, Malibu Open, California Prem, King of Darkness, so all that tournaments. Um, unfortunately, I cannot get to Europe because I don't have Schengen visa, and because we're in banned country, like I cannot get a new one. Or it's, as of now, it's like really difficult because we're on the bottom of the list, so I cannot go to Europe or even go help like wow. <laughs> my brother to come and get like his visa. So as of now, my travel kind of. Plans are limited. It's, just, it's yeah. just this side of the Atlantic, pretty you know, much, and and also that extends to the to the World Games uh, um, because unfortunately Belarus banned. Is, yeah. is, is is banned as well. What's your take on that? I mean, uh, I see a point of like being banned from uh, Olympic types of comedy because they get a lot of like exposure, and those types of tournaments usually get more funding from government, so they're like government gets something out of it if that makes sense uh-huh. so as of like normal pro tournament government can't really like use it in their records to prove that they like that's the national team or whatever so it's not such a big deal so mm. i do see a point of being banned from um world games or like beach games or like this type of tournaments i think it's it's fine it's fair like nothing against it all right so in LA Night Jam uh, on the 18th, night of the 18th. Uh, I mean, assuming that you get out of the uh, elimination round and jump in the final, which, which, which we anticipate you <laughs> yeah. doing. I mean, I, I mean, I mean, the list isn't all that long, yeah. but I mean, uh, I mean, it's it, you, you should be able to jump at night. Uh, what I mean, you've jumped in King of Darkness. Yes. You've jumped in, 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 a, in a lot of other nighttime events. I mean, what kind of differences? are there for you jumping at night i mean i mean a lot of people equate it to driving out on the road lack yeah. of depth perception you know and things come to you a little yeah. bit grass, I feel like, yeah the main thing is like the the feeling of the speed because like it does feel way faster and your depth per- perception is a little bit different so yeah the main thing will be different is like not panic or like getting in that good spot and like handled well well, I mean, there should be should be plenty of lights. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can see it, see about four or five, six along the uh, the spectator bank yeah. alone, and I'm sure down I'm, I'm at the sure other. I'm sure more coming. <laughs> there, yeah, there'll there'll be there'll be more coming. It's it, it's it's going to be lit up for you. Yeah. So, what kind of distance are you are you looking for? What do you, what do you think? And what do you think it's going to take to to take to take you to the top and best the likes of Lauren and Brittany and uh, and, and, uh, and those others yeah. and, and Hannah as well of um, course yeah I mean it's hard to tell what the scores will be at night but I feel like high 70s uh, like low 80s probably mm-hmm. that's kind of the distance mark but mainly I'm trying to focus on my technique and like make sure all the technical keys happen first before 
I focus on the distance, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, because one begets the other. If you don't have the technique, you don't have the distance. Exactly. Or if you focus on the distance too much, some of the stuff you're working on can go wrong too. <laughs> yeah, indeed. It's kind of like quicksand, you know. You, you know, you try so hard, and if yeah. you try too hard, you sink deeper and deeper and deeper, exactly. and you can't get out the situation. Exactly. So it only takes one jump. We have three tries, so we'll see. Very, very philosophical uh, angle on that. And uh, we'll close off the the podcast uh, here. I thank uh, Sasha Denyuskaya very, very much indeed. Is there any parting words uh, you would like like to express uh, to friends, family, and those that have helped you along the way uh, up to this point? I mean, the list who helped me is, like, huge. So thanks to everybody. Um, I mean, thank you for having me and letting me say what I feel about all these hard times and I mean this whole situation is like very tough for all the people in Ukraine and I mean the war is still happening so like if you can help in some shape or form like go donate like go share something Um, I mean it doesn't need to be public to count so there's a bunch of ways to to like keep doing positive stuff so hopefully all of it (laughs) ends soon but we'll see all right, and that was Sasha Denyuskaya, and uh, this has been the latest edition of the TWBC podcast. More podcasts uh, related to LA Night Jam will be uh, be published very, very soon. But until then, it is ciao for now. Thank you for listening to the TWBC podcast. Be sure to check out our website at waterskibroadcasting.com. Links to our presence on major social media platforms can be found there, as well as updates to our webcast and this podcast. Duplication or rebroadcasting of this broadcast without written consent of TWBC is prohibited. Subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform and be sure to join us next time for the next edition of the TWBC Podcast.